Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And it's Brendan. And this is Come Come Through Through Queen. Queen. This is episode 89. You know, if you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. Hi, Brendan. Hey. How are you doing? Not well, bitch. Um, <laughs> we're sitting here just remembering the one and only Bobby Zarin. Yeah. Um, who passed away this past weekend. Very sad. Very sad. He was battling cancer. Yeah, we spoke about that a little bit over the summer when things took a turn. Yeah, and I think we've we spoken about it a couple times because then Jill um, sold Camp Zarin, or they moved out of it. Um, their Hamptons house, mm. I think, to focus in the, on the city or something. Yeah. I'm not really sure, but now Bobby's gone. Yes. So. <clears throat> so let's talk about this. Yeah. So Bobby being gone has brought about what is one of our biggest news weeks ever, I think. For sure. As far as what we cover and the things that we care about. And so um, Bobby's funeral was on... Martin Luther King Day, Monday, Um, and in attendance, let's talk about the players that you expect first. So in attendance were Sonia Morgan, um, and she was toting along that gay photographer who sometimes appears in the background of Real Housewives shots. Mm -hmm. His name's Andrew something, I forget his full name. Ramona Singer looking great. Um, Dorinda Medley with John, um, and Dorinda injured her foot, so she had a boot, Correct. And a fur. Aviva Drescher. Aviva Drescher. Which <clears throat> wasn't a surprise, but it's like she actually never um, overlapped with Jill. Um, but Jill, like, Jill hosts, like, the uh, island of misfit housewives at her party every uh, year. So yeah. we've seen Aviva there before. For sure. Um, Kelly Ben Simone. Not surprised. A friend. Close um, friend. Danielle Staub. Now, this is where things get interesting. I, and I did a little research, like, I tried to find, like, photo evidence of them together, and, like, the only thing I could find was, like, a group shot from 2009 from that fashion show, 
Yeah, yeah, that, that iconic. The, that the uh, New York and Jersey Housewives um, sat together at. But that's it. Yeah. But she was there supporting her sister. Um, I feel like Marty, Dan- Marty. Marty was there too, yeah. I feel like these days, if someone tells Danielle, like, show up, she'll be there, like, first in line. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, she's trying to really, like, embrace being back. Agreed. Um, and then uh, Patty Stanger, we know that she's been friends with Jill for a long time. Yeah. Um, Mary Saul Patton. Who really lives her life as if she is a full-time housewife. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how she, like, funds this. Does she still have that PR company? I, I'm sure she does, but, like, she's always, she's, like, at Luann's bachelorette party. Right. At the wedding. Well, that was all local for her. Yeah. But, but like, she, she jumps around. up here. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, Southwest isn't that expensive mm-hmm. um I didn't, okay but before we get into the rest of the people actually late breaking news okay um sent from the bedroom sure um alex <laughs> sent us a blog post from bravo tv.com daily dish jill zarin opens about the housewives who supported her following bobby zarin's passing okay so um she apparently talked to e and she said ramona has been incredible mm-hmm. um she texts me emails me um, she showed up at the hospital early on. Jill, also, did, did you see that picture of Ramona and Jill hugging that Ramona posted? Yeah, was that like a recent picture? They were both wearing black, so in my brain, I thought it was like at Shiva or something. And I figure Jill has gone retreated to the Hamptons, and um, I, I think she probably has some sort of new house there. Okay, um, and Ramona was on Instagram stories this week showing off the renovation she's doing to her Hamptons home. So Mm. she might've swooped in. Actually, I think Jill did mention that they were driving out there when she posted that Instagram story. Yeah. Where she posted the Instagram story from the funeral to the Hamptons where she was on her way to sit Shiva. Exactly. Um, she also said that she's received flowers from Vicky and Melissa Gorga. Um, Cynthia Bailey wanted to attend the funeral, Jill said, and Andy Cohen saluted her husband by giving him the Mazel of the Week on Watch What Happens Live. Um, and then the rest of it sort of goes into who was all there that we just named, and she said, it was very surreal to walk in and have all these people around me, people I haven't seen in 20 years showed up, people flew in from as far as Ghana, Florida, California, Chicago, all over the place. They dropped what they were doing and came. Yeah. So let's get into. <gasps> I do want to just quickly say Cynthia did post one of like the most beautiful, the most beautiful messages. Yeah, uh, she wrote, "My dearest, beloved sweetheart, Miss Jill Zarin, I am deeply saddened to hear of the passing of your beautiful, sweet, loving husband, Bobby. I know all too well uh, that he was your everything and the love of your life. I will forever cherish the mer- many memories that I." was honored to share with him. I will never forget the many dinners, the laughs, and long talks together in New York, the Hamptons, not Marlowe Hamptons, <laughs> Miami and Boca. He was always so humble, kind, and classy. She goes on, but it's just really yeah. great. And we know that uh, Cynthia spent a lot of time at uh, Camp Zarin. Um, but guess who else sent uh, flowers? Guess. like Cindy Barshop. No, no, no. This person is like not associated, not... Directly associated with Real Housewives, but, like, everyone would want to receive flowers from this person. 
Hoda Kotb. No, Chris Jenner. Um, oh. <laughs> so Chris Jenner sent flowers as well. Oh, I'm sure she used <clears throat> that guy's The guy who husband. married Colton Haynes? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so someone else who was at the uh, funeral, I almost said wedding, um, the funeral was Marla Maples, mm-hmm. who has a well-documented um, friendship with one Jill Zarin. Yes. Um, she's also regular at Camp Zarin, and Jill went down to the inauguration um to make America great again mm-hmm. um, with Marla. Um, but there was a blind item that was sent to me by a friend to the show, Laura Von Bergen, probably from our favorite blind item page. If you haven't seen it, check it out. AGC main page blind <laughs> items. Um, you can just Google it. It's your homepage. It's my home. Actually, my homepage is Twitter advanced search, mm-hmm. but it's on my book box bar. Um, but the blind item is in a desperate attempt to get higher ratings for this lagging franchise. The ex-wife of an A plus plus lister has been offered three times the salary of anyone else in any of the cities of this franchise mm-hmm. to join the show. And that's Marla Maples. What? And. You might be rolling your eyes if you're listening to this at the word lagging, but New York doesn't get... Yeah. New York has, like, the worst ratings of the veteran Housewives shows. Even though it's the best one. Um, so that's interesting, but it also came out in the news that Marla Maples is dating Donnie Deutsch. Yeah. Who has not said nice things about Donald Trump. I know. It's so, always so hard to, like, really square away where Marla lands in, in all this. Well, I think... She is comfortable yeah. um, with the money that she maybe receives from yeah. that man. Um, so we'll see. But like, I think people in our shoes like to imagine that Marla and Tiffany are like secretly leading some inside resistance. Yeah. Even though that's probably not realistic at all. Okay. Um, but let's get to the, I know you all have been waiting for this. So, the most surprising guest, and something, it this truly took my breath away, and I haven't stopped thinking about this guest, but everyone has probably seen the photos now of Bethany Frankel showing up with cameras in tow to come heal the world by reuniting with Jill Zarin. There's the solo shot that you have as your phone background background right now. It's, like, so stunning. It's, Bethany's, like, framed perfectly, grief on her face. Smoke in the background. Light on her eyes, smoke in the background, what can only be a Bravo camera. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's a big-ass camera. And then another guy with another camera. There's movement. It's beautiful. And then there's, like, several other photos of her, um... Embracing Jill, them talking. Both with grief-stricken faces. There's a really beautiful one of, like, Bethany, like, sort of leaving, but, like, on her face, you can see that she wants to stay. Mm -hmm. Well, Um, she was sick, apparently. She was also sick. But let's go down some of Bethany's social media posts since this happened. Yes, please. Because, as you all know... Oh, and we should say, we're going to deep dive the Jill and Bethany relationship a little later in the show. Yeah. Um, we're going to do like a classic, bring it back to a deep dive like we used to always do. And we've sort of gotten away from because of the holidays, blah, 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 blah. Oh my God, that was like so Dan. But we're going to do one of those. We're going to go through seasons one to three and everything in between. 
of Real Housewives of New York. Sure. Um, but let's talk about Bethany's reaction. So her first tweet said, Here's to those who wish us well. All the rest can go to hell. One of Bobby Zarin's favorites. Another one. It's all good. And Bobby, now it really is. Hashtag rest in peace. Oh my God. This made me cry when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> because I think this was, this was before the funeral. So we yeah. haven't seen the photos. Yeah, yet. for sure, sure. And he, um, also, one more, that's it. Bobby Zarin, which Alex McCord also said this was one of Bobby's favorite quotes. What, what does that mean? Like, one more Like, like one drink? more drink? That's like you. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, you always want, like, a nightcap. Yeah. Let's go for a nightcap. <laughs> I'm going to go to a nightcap in the sky with Bobby Zarin one day. Oh, my God. Enough. Um... And then Bethany also said, and this one's very interesting, the first Housewives producer who found me in the Hamptons just emailed me to tell me that it was Bobby who suggested me to her for Roni. Which, the narrative has always been that Jill was the one putting the ladies together. Mm -hmm. So, like, this tracks. Um, But, like, how, where... I I would like to hear more about this. I think it's, like, back then, like, they'd go to... Producers would go to parties with Jill at the and like scout people out yeah. and like yada yada. I okay. don't know how the Hamptons work, but I imagine it's a lot like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then so after the funeral, and this is like a wild one, Bethany. Yeah. She put. I mean, this was the one that remind you what day it was. Um, she wrote, "Today is a sad day with a silver lining. I laughed, I cried, I saw old faces, and a family come together surrounding a loss." And then she said, "Quote: I have a dream." Unquote. That Bobby's death makes us realize what is important and treat us treat each day as our last. So, so Martin Luther King Jr. Day is over. It's now Bobby's Aaron Day. Stop. I like can't believe that one made it through. <laughs> Through, like, her social media people? Yeah. I, I feel like Bethany gets in trouble a lot on social media. I think it's, like, her and probably one of her, like, scrappy assistants. Yeah, and they don't know to say no. Yeah. Um, but what they do know is that you need to follow Jill Zarin, which mm. Bethany did on Twitter yesterday, mm-hmm. which shocked me. Yeah. So many moments have shocked me this week. And then Bethany subsequently stole a picture from one of my tweets and posted oh my God, it on okay, Instagram. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but she also posted, she stole a photo from the paparazzi photographers who were at the funeral and posted it and tagged Jill and said, I'm so sorry for your loss. After the storm, the clouds will disappear and the sun will shine again. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to believe that the sun will shine again on their friendship. Yeah. And here's my dream scenario. So... Not to be insensitive to Jill's time, but I think that she would want us all thinking in this way as producers. Yes. Um, dream scenario, which I don't know will actually happen, but like a boy can dream. They still have to go on their vacation for the current season that they're filming. Mm-hmm. I say Jill Zarin makes a surprise appearance on a Ramona plans vacation. And as Bethany's guest... And the women all accept her and greet her. And it would be like full circle moment from Scary Island when she showed up <sighs> as a surprise. It'll be beautiful television. Wait, so Ramona planned the trip, but Bethany's the one bringing her? Yeah. Okay. That's why it's a surprise. Mm-mm-mm. No, because it sounded like you were saying Ramona planned the surprise aspect. No, 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 no. 
It would be a Ramona planned trip because the scary yeah. island was Ramona planned. Okay, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. like the whole thing. That's like yeah, sure, sure, Ramona sure, sure. kicked her out or whatever. Or here's my other idea. Let this season go through and like have the Jill Zarin like guest appearance, whatever that will happen inevitably with the funeral mm-hmm. and all that. Let it end. And then let Bethany invite Jill to the Hamptons this summer and have them spend time together at Bethany's house, roll reversal from back yeah. in season one and two, bond, sit in bed together, live, laugh, love, read page six, and then bam, Jill's on next season. Yeah, the season that follows the one that has not even aired yet. Exactly. Which I'm fine with. I yeah. can like play the long game and wait for this. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, this, this upcoming season, I've, I'm not sure if I said this on... No, because this hasn't happened yet. I feel like I'm going to cry during the trailer. Yeah, there's so much. Like, you know how we're always waiting to see, like, what these shows have? And, like, they always surprise us, yeah. especially New York. But, like, we already know no. a lot of what they have. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah. But... The thing I I want to bring up the vacation thing again, my vacation like blue sky because it would be very much like um, Sex and the City the movie (laughs) when they go on vacation right after all of the drama where Mm. Carrie's left at the altar. Sure, she's in mourning for it's different. She's in mourning for a relationship. Jill will be in mourning because of the death of her husband. Yeah, but very similar and like let's break her out of her shell. Maybe someone can poop their pants like Charlotte did. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's that unrealistic because she's been coping with this for a a while. Like, this isn't like a surprise death, I would say. You know? And, like, Jill was on the phone with People Magazine, Jill was on the phone with E, and everyone right afterwards. I'm not saying that to, like, insult her. I'm saying this is how Jill will deal with things. Like, she's... Getting right back into it, like, mm-hmm. this is what she does. Yeah. So, uh, let's just, um, to close this segment out, let's take a call yes. um, from Hillary, who has some words. Um, Condolences. Ab- about Bobby and some news. And a little scoop, yeah. Hi, come through Queens. Uh, this is Hillary calling in to express my condolences to the Zarin and Shapiro families. Um, I'm so, so sad about Bobby. Um, but I'm so... Living my life with those amazing photos, Jill and Bethany making up. I have high hopes for their continued friendship in Bobby's memory. Um, and I also wanted to say shout out to Kelly Bunsmone for attending the funeral and then only moments later arriving at my office at Food Bank to volunteer for Martin Luther King Day. So um, anyway, guys, RIP Bobby, truly a saint in this world. Well, I do believe Kelly Ben Simone did say she was noted as one of the most charitable people of all time in a magazine one once. She is. Um, <clears throat> and one more thing that I missed of the scoop that Alex sent us earlier. Mm. Bethany sent Skinny Girl Wine to the Shiva. No, she didn't. Yeah, she did. I thought he was just texting that as like a joke. Is that in the article? I haven't read it, but it's not vetted completely. <laughs> I skimmed the article just to see the names, but I believe it. <laughs> okay. Since we are doing a deep dive, we have a bunch of shows to get through coming up. But first, we have a little Drag Race 
touchdown because it's coming right around the corner next week. It's coming at us fast. They like really threw the content at us without any warning. So we have a wham bam bunch of things to get through regarding to drag race. We got entrances just today instead of a super trailer. Yeah, they just showed us like quick cuts of all the entrances, workroom entrances. Did anything make you excited? Did anything let you down? Um, Morgan McMichaels actually made me excited. I wasn't excited for her, but um, her entrance line was really tongue in cheek and mm. a reference to like drag race culture and drag race fandom that a lot of people won't catch or like know exactly what she's talking about, mm-hmm. but it was funny. Okay. She basically says like, and y'all thought I was dead or like the dead bitch is here or something, yeah, yeah, like, something that. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's because Tyra Sanchez started a rumor recently that Morgan McMichaels had died. Oh yeah. That like RIP Morgan McMichaels. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I forgot about that. What about you? Uh, obviously I enjoyed Shangela's entrance and I liked the twist of like it being a Tiffany box. Uh huh. And the, like it being an upgrade. Uh, Two of them came in on wheels. Yeah. Trixie, Trixie. and Aja. Um, Milk, I liked that Milk's look was like very similar to his first entrance look, but just like a little skewed. Yeah. I mean, um, Ben did the same exact thing, kind of. Yeah, but Ben's wasn't like... Ben's is just such a typical drag look. Yeah. No, but um, like they cut the, the shot showing that she made the exact same movements, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I liked Thorgy's look. I liked Kennedy's look. Um, I liked Kennedy's look, but part of me just doesn't see it happening the second time around. Yeah. Also, Shangela's look was so Alyssa Edwards. Was that on purpose? Well, she is part of the house. But it was like the same thing Alyssa wore to come into All Stars 2. Like with the bow and everything? I'm fine with it. Yeah, of course you are. You're an <laughs> apologist. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm kind of, I hope they don't do a trailer actually, because I feel like the trailer ends up ruining a lot. Yeah, and like we know that there's a 10th queen coming, and oh my god. Um, people on Reddit have noticed that there's like shots, there's like a publicity shot of the talent show that they're doing. Okay. Um, which they did in season two okay. for the first episode. And, like, people have, like, been, like, fucking with the photo, and, like, they might have photoshopped the 10th queen out of the photo of the talent show. Like, she may actually be sitting in the audience, or, like, with the other queens, and they just photoshopped it out. Interesting. Which, like, it would be an easy photoshop job. That's, like, a black background. Mm -hmm. So, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Next up, RuPaul was on Super Soul Conversation with Oprah. Nothing but respect for my president and my vice president. You listened. Um, I watched something. Oh, I listened to the podcast. How long was it? Like 49 minutes. I oh, no. I watched the interview like on own.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely ingested different pieces of content uh-huh. from this. Number one, I want to say I, I'm shocked by the audio quality of Super Soul Conversation. Don't go throwing stones at Oprah. I'm not because... throwing stones. And I know it took us like 60 episodes to figure it out. But I would think Oprah has the people. I I don't want to... I don't feel comfortable throwing <laughs> stones. Okay. Secondly, despite the fact that it's like Rue talking point after Rue talking point, it's interesting hearing the talking points and Oprah reacting to them. Well... I thought it was interesting. The little part that I saw, which 
I might have just seen like a smaller cut of like the whole conversation mm-hmm. or something like that. That might be why the audio is, audio is weird because it's like made for TV audio or something. Um, but they both are this very same type of person, like in that like weird spiritual mm-hmm. way that mm-hmm. it's just like. Give me some dirt. Was there any like dirt on like season three of All Stars or like Michelle Visage? She literally does not call any of the drag queens by their names. She references them as like this kid yeah, was having yeah. problems with like her anxiousness. And Rue was like, You're addicted to being anxious. But like, we don't know who she's talking about. <laughs> That's um, about Katya. Maybe, yeah. I, I pay attention okay. to the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but did like, did you get the sense that Oprah has seen a shot of RuPaul's Drag Race? I feel like an one episode she watched. I feel like the professionals at OWN would have given her, her like a crash course, like like a twenty minute thing she could watch to get like up to see up to speed (laughs) yeah because like i don't like oprah's not gonna go in there blind yeah definitely not she's a professional but also like maybe oprah's seen a lot of it like she has a lot of free time i mean that's not true but like i feel like she likes to have her free time and enjoy stuff like she has a book club when was the last time you read a book I'm reading plenty of books. <laughs> I sound like Sarah Palin or something. <laughs> okay. Check out the Rue and Oprah stuff. Great. Sure. Okay, New York Times published this week this mega drag queen article. It's like about the drag race queens, but also about drag in like the communities across this nation. And like how drag race affects those queens yes. and like all that jazz. Speaking to the drag race Queens, speaking to non-drag race, queens. I know okay. someone who was quoted in that. Yeah. Um, so here's a few standout quotes and things to discuss. Number one, which I think is very interesting, on in real life drag being affected by drag race. So Charlene, a Brooklyn queen and trans woman, said, who is good at drag race is equated to who is good at drag, and queens palette themselves to get on. There's this dance you do on Instagram and way you network yourself. We're like in Toy Story, the aliens in that machine waiting for the claw to pick them up. We have this stagnancy of queens doing the dance rather than focusing on their art. I loved the Toy Story analogy because... You I, love Toy, <laughs> Toy Story. I love Toy Story, but also it's like very true. Yeah, it is true for sure. Yeah. Um, and then I thought the other really interesting part of the article was the portion about like them making money, getting ripped off, da 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 We know that Latrice and... Shangela both formed management companies. So Latrice formed LRI Talent and Management, which represents several of the drag race queens. She says, it happened a lot as a local queen. You're canceled tonight. She recalled promoters telling her, bitch, I was counting on that money to pay my rent. So they say, absent any formal union, a whisper network form among drag race alums, they group text warnings and recommendations like how to incorporate or set up a self-employment IRA will be like, okay, sis, did you register with ASCAP for your music, Shangela said? Without representation, local queens must determine their own fees, something Sasha remembers well. It's always at least four hours of your time, she said. It has to be around $100 or you're getting ripped off. It's amazing that that's considered a good gig in New York. It should be minimum wage for drag. 
but there's no standards and people would do it for free. It's a passion. I'm calling for it right now. Drag queens need to unionize. Yeah. Seriously. But like, you know, like the new ones know they have to like just go and perform. Right. That's why you need to unionize. But this is like, it's not like they're employed by the bar. I know, but there's a freelancers union. Hello. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see how that's all going to play out. Yeah. Going forward. Uh, Okay. So then we have a little bit of sad news in drag world. Katya released a statement this week uh, that she's taking a break for all of 2018. And then we'll, we'll see her again next year. She posted, hi, my name is not Katya. I am Brian, a recovering drug addict and workaholic. I need to take some personal time for my mental health to heal and recover. All of my tours and shows will be postponed until 2019. Local venues will provide an update over the next several weeks. I love you all, and love is more powerful than money. And because this is online, I have to tell a joke so that you know I'm serious. I still hate Taylor Swift. Peace be with you. I am... Not surprised. I think that it's an interesting combination of her having like one of the most fervent and aggressive fan bases mm. that there are is in Drag Race. Yeah. Um, and she's dealt with that since the time she's been on her show. Like back when she still lived in Boston, like fans would show up to her home mm. and like leave gifts on like this dumpster that they like recognize from videos that she filmed and all <laughs> that shit. Um, plus at like. Add her anxiety into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, add, like, she's probably got the busiest, one of the busiest drag schedules of, like, all of the people. I mean, I followed her for a little while on Instagram, and the Instagram stories were just wild. Like, she was always going somewhere. Yeah. So, not very surprising and obviously sad. Mm-hmm. And obviously what people have on their mind is what's going on now with Katya and Trixie. And when all of this was coming out, like, before she released her statement... It, people found out that Katya had unfollowed Trixie on mm-hmm. like social media. Yes. So, so let's hear from Trixie. Yes. Life and Style spoke to Trixie. She says, we're so cool with each other. I still follow her on everything. Uh, she says, I follow her on every platform and I still call and text her every day. In the hierarchy of my life, I'm Katya's friend first and her business partner second. If Katya wants to quit drag forever, I will go visit her working front desk at a Hilton hotel or wherever she wants to work. But you know... You want your friends to be healthy. No matter what goes on with Trixie and Katya, we will laugh through it all of it. That's beautiful, cute. They have a nice friendship. Beautiful. Um, and so I think they've already filmed a bunch more episodes of the Trixie and Katya show. Um, yeah. Because it did get extended. Um, and I heard episodes are coming back on the 24th. Oh, interesting. Okay. So the premiere is next Thursday. Mm-hmm. January 26th, 25th, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, We will be following up a few days later with a mini episode of Come Through Queen, breaking down that premiere episode. So yeah, we're going to just try this out for a second. So next week we will have a normal episode covering all the Bravo stuff that we usually do, the news and all of that. Um, But the week, that weekend we will come at you with a little mini episode that's devoted explicitly to Drag Race. Yes. And we'll see how you like it. And you should let us know how you like it um, so we can decide our future. Yes. Okay. Uh, So we have a bunch of shows to get to. Shall we do it? Let's dive into Atlanta. Okay, Atlanta. 
beautiful episode. I love whenever there's a medium involved. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, we have pretty much everyone here. Yeah, everyone's back. We've got Kim back in the pick. We've got Nini back in the pick. Um, we have an amazing dinner with Sheree and Kim where a lot comes out. A lot comes out that then became drama off camera. Yeah. So let's dive into it. Should we start with Candy? Sure. So Kim is alleging all this stuff about Candy. It's like we're... it's. It's almost as if Kim didn't like know about anything that happened last year. So, she, but she's doing like the light version. Mm-hmm. She's talking about consensual sex that Candy and Todd have, and how everyone knows that they're swingers and all that jazz. Yeah. Um, go ahead. So Kim alleges that Candy wanted to hook up with Kim. I don't believe it. What era of Kim? I don't know. Like, recently? I... See, that's why I don't believe it. I think... I think Kim is entertaining, but I also think that she wants to flatter herself by claiming that Candy was after her Mm -hmm. in some sort of way. And they've been, like, on the rocks for so long Mm -hmm. after Don't Be Tardy for the Party. Mm -hmm. Um... But yeah, so yeah. I don't believe it, but let's read the tweets. Okay, yeah. So while this is while the show's airing, Kim tweets, if any if anybody's lying, it's you, Candy. You and your husband are full on swingers, fucking all kinds of girls, and can never admit it. And bitch, if it weren't for me, there would be no house. Remember, I built this house. This was in response to Candy, who said, I'm sick of these bitches lying on me. Kim Zolciak, I have never wanted you or your box. And stop swearing on your kids while you're telling lies. Lying ass bitch. Someone real, somebody's really reaching for a permanent peach here. This is my house. You're just a visitor. But like, okay. It's, so it's the always house funny. talking about the house they're talking about is Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yes. But like, Kim can't really, really claim that because like Candy was on season two. It's yeah. not like she came much later. Yeah, for sure. And Candy's held down that fort for years and years and years and years since Kim has been gone. Yeah, and. I mean, this is more of a comment for to wrap up this episode of Atlanta, but like, I don't think Nini and Kim really bring much anymore. Yeah, they're just so. It's such an extreme thing. It's yeah. like they're characters. They're not people anymore. You know how like Ramona was almost getting too big for her britches until Bethany came and yeah knocked, knocked her down, down a few yeah, pegs for sure they need someone but there's no one to knock them down a few pegs like unless andy cohen walks into the room yeah and like on real houses of atlanta and puts them in their place but like that's not gonna happen fire them but the problem with that is we're also hearing rumors Portia and kenya are both getting fired this year for shit that goes down later on i know when are this they, season when's eva gonna pop up apparently during the trip, which makes no sense. So weird. But I saw Tyra talking about Eva on Watch What Happens Live. Yeah. And it seems like Eva and Nini might be like an alliance of some sort. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense for them to be together. Mm-hmm. But like, we're on episode nine and we still haven't seen Ava. And I mean, granted, we didn't meet Sonya till episode seven of season three, but. This is a new world we're living in. Yeah, that was back before, that like, was before we knew we everything rules. was happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like like you said, like back then they were given um confessionals to the housekeeper. And also like <laughs> on the spot confessionals. Yeah, I love that. Okay. 
this we get the cockroach stuff. We had the cockroach. The cockroaches come up during the dinner. Yeah. So Kim claims that um, Brielle was in Nini's bathroom. I think during the white party. Um, and saw Kim D crawling. I don't think it was during the white it party. It was because remember when we talked about the white party, and I was like, whose arm? Who does Troy have his arm around? Someone with a hat on and long hair. It was Brielle. And mm. she used the bathroom while they were all fighting. I'm pretty sure. Okay. It's just hard to like wrap my head around the timeline. And, and everything. Well, we thought when we first heard about the cockroaches, we thought it was like after the season had wrapped. Yeah. But no, I'm pretty sure it tracks that it was during the white party. Okay. Cynthia has like a school drive. Yeah. Will shows up. You didn't like my Kim D joke, I just realized. Oh. <laughs> I heard it, but like, it didn't make it through like the meat grinder. No, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go, let's just go to the energy Let's go to the later. elephants, yeah. How do you Ma- like her? Mabel, is that her name? Yeah. She was, maybe one of the, like, she gives... What's her face over in Beverly Hills? A run for her money. Allison Dubois. Yes. Yeah. Like this was really another level. She 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 came to play. Like I, like did she think she was gonna get a peach? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's what, like I couldn't figure out. First of all, like why can't they have their cell phones? Like there's a camera crew around. Yeah. Like give me a break. Break me off a piece of that. Uh. Also, I mean, I, this is the obvious thing, but the whole thing with like hugging. And not shaking hands was so funny. How oh, yeah. she shook <laughs> Nini and Cynthia's hand with no problem. And then, like, there on out, demanded a hug from everyone after ca- candy. And then she <laughs> wouldn't shake Kim's hand, but then Kim started shaking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, okay. I liked that Kim was misbehaving during this. Yeah. Like, we needed someone to misbehave. I liked it. But I also think Marlo should have been there. Yeah. Like, more Marlo. Give her a peach. Give her and Ava a peach. Yeah. Throw Portia and Kenya to the curb. That's fine. Uh, I love Kim name-dropping both the Long Island medium and your boy Tyler. My boy Tyler. <laughs> uh. And then Mabel said Wait, to... Wait, going to be on Tyler Henry's show. I know. Do you think they rushed to production after the arrest no <laughs> get out of here you're such a pig what it could happen no the mabel says i want to present you with a bath would you let me clean you off to kim that was like a fright i know i've said that to many men mm-hmm. and then i guess it just like all falls apart yeah it all falls apart, and the only people left are Nini and Kim. And they, and, like, perch on a couch together. And then Kim says to Nini, I really wondered if you were dr- on drugs at your house. <laughs> that, that almost, like, fell out of my chair. Well, also, like, that's just a preview of, like, what else we're going to get. Remember the trailer? Nini looked so insane several times. <gasps> Was that this trailer? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, and, like, we haven't really seen all of her looking like drugged out yet it's just so weird because we're so deep into the season and i feel like there's still so much to come whereas new jersey was like wham bam, 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 bam. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules. Oh, I love... It's good. It's like a highlight of my week. It's so good right now. (laughs) You were rendered speechless briefly. Is it like... Are they scripting it more now? No, there's just a lot going on. There's a lot going on and like everyone's awake. Yeah. Like almost every single person's awake. Yeah. So... We are back at the scary apartment. Lala's like rallying the troops, giving like these feminism speeches. Like, time's up. Time's up. Lala says. It's all the women and then like Ariana's brother laying on the couch. Yeah. (laughs) He was like sort of sitting there and then Peter was also sort of sitting there. Yeah. Um, Just not really doing anything. Uh. Am I mistaken, but was Billy at this party and Billy like, was not acknowledged? Party. Okay. Yes. Um, Billy, the new character who we meet later, who I've told Dan about because I've known about Billy. Um, also, she's been sitting in the title card next to Kristen the entire yeah. time. It's like, I'm, I actually feel like we're meeting more people in the title card than usual. Yeah. Like, we're meeting the gay. We're meeting Billy. And then that guy, Wesley, who With I have. With his eyes that. closed. <laughs> With his eyes closed. And Ariana brother. Ariana brother. Ariana's brother. <laughs> Every time I say Ariana, I think I want to say Grande. So, oh. <laughs> so your brain just yeah. breaks. <laughs> um, so yeah, and they all start yelling at James. The sequence of like the sisterhood of Lala Stassi and Brittany all yelling at James. Yeah. Beautiful. But then you also see uh, like Ariana and Duty like marching like side by side. They're sisters. I think they're sisters. I hope I, it's got to be the haircut, and like now that Duty and Sandoval have been in that Pitch Perfect commercial together, yeah, I feel like that was a turning point. I think everyone's coming together. <laughs> <laughs> Music really brings people together. Um, how about the guys all going to the other apartment and Tito's and like Diet Coke? Mm. I'm not a big like vodka diet person. I know that's like the thing for a lot of people but yeah. like the taste i'm just not a diet any soda person because it mm-hmm. all tastes very medicinal to me yeah spoonful of sugar bitch yeah just it, give me like a, a a soda water with like a little squirt of juice wait we this we should actually address um I, we heard that somebody thought that us oh. talking <laughs> shit about vodka cranberries was because we like think they're too strong yeah no it's not that it's too strong alcohol wise. It's too strong like fruit sugar wise, tartness wise. Yeah, and this person lives in Ireland, so like so I think they like rules there. made a generalization about like Americans not yeah. being able to handle yeah what they handle. <sighs> Anyways, okay. Also, like Ariana and Tom just start fighting. Yeah, and but this is this is the part that makes me like think it's scripted a little bit. Because, like, they fought and they, like, made up all wrapped in a bow real quick. But, like, they're all too drunk to, like, yeah. really, like... Like, read their lines, I guess. Right. Like, it's like... <laughs> they, it, they fought and made up real quick because they probably forgot what they were fighting about because they're wasted. Yeah. Okay. James Kennedy gets a night back at Sir. See you next Tuesday. I, like... 
my eyes bugged out of my head when he said that to Lisa, and like, as did hers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he had already made the fires, so like he too can, late. Yeah, too late. Um, I wouldn't want to party at Sir like in that lounge. <sighs> well, like cut ahead to the actual party. He's like, it's so crowded, and like it didn't look that crowded. And having been there, like, there's not really space for people either. It's just that one room. Yeah. Um. Or then you have to go to the other parts of like the restaurant. Yeah, but it's yeah. just that one. It's yeah. And they need to cool it. They really need to cool it with like the neonish lights. Like, it's not a good look for that restaurant. Let's let's do a Reno. Okay. Let's get Tabitha to take over. <gasps> you know, they should be on trading spaces with um Pump. Mm-mm-mm. But like Pump also could use. Like I don't love the layout of Pump. That's what I'm saying. Trading spaces. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I did love James recounting the night to Lisa as well. Mm-hmm. And then like kind of doing a Nancy Kerrigan impression of Brittany screaming, why? <laughs> <laughs> and we learned James stole the recording. Oh, yeah. From Faith. And that, I think the 90-year-old woman leaked it. Yeah. To James. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she fired up her cricket wireless phone and... <laughs> Didn't... Older women have cricket wireless? I think that's what it's like geared towards cricket. Because it's like a simple, like, here's your phone, here's the numbers, like, just press press it. Yeah, okay. Mm. Okay. When Jax and Brittany are fighting, like, the next morning while she's cleaning up that mess of a home they're living <sighs> in, like, it's amazing to me how he's spinning it. And if I and I was watching them like fight, and I was like, if I was Brittany, I wouldn't even like be fighting back. I would just be dumbfounded. Like, mm-hmm. like how stupid do you think I am? Like, but <laughs> I mean, like, how many women have fallen under whatever the Jack Taylor spell, spell is? Yeah. What do you think it is? Is like his D game that good? I guess. Well, I mean, like they started effing again once they started fighting. Mm. I don't know. So then we are officially introduced to Billy through Lala. Yeah, so Billy is, I guess, the first trans cast member on Vanderbump Rules. Sounds right. It's. I have a lot of things to say about this. Actually, I was going. I was thinking about this when I was going to sleep mm. last night. So they're Days introducing. Later. They've introduced like a gay character who's on the periphery, and now a trans character on the periphery. I think that's so interesting because for years we've been like, just like having a bunch of straight people appropriate like pride and all that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, this is a new. Yeah, well, we we do have the Pride episode next week, so Mm -hmm. it makes sense that this is all gearing up. And I think more Logan stuff is going to be happening soon. And so, like, when you think about it, and you think about how Vanderpump Rules, like, really, really... I'm like, wow, straight people can be so awful. And that's great. (laughs) Um, What do you feel about, like, LGBTQ people joining the fray? I mean, they don't really have their own plot points yet, so it's Mm -hmm. hard to really judge at this time and place Mm -hmm. um the good thing is that it seems like uh at least as far as billy goes like everyone's super supportive of her i always see like ariana in her instagram comments well of course and by always i mean like the one time i looked at billy's Mm -hmm. instagram Mm -hmm. yeah i think it just makes sense because like i mean pump is supposed to be a gay bar right unofficially i don't know i don't think so it just happens to be in a very gay Yeah, but area. if you go... But, like, Sir's around the, the corner. And, like, if you go to Sir, it doesn't feel gay. Oh, you're talking about the pink shirts that they wear at Pump. 
Not the, the clientele. Mm hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I'd rather go to Motherload, <laughs> right next door. Okay. Uh, we get yeah, to- if if you're listening from Ireland and you think that we can't handle strong drinks, go to Motherload in the mm-hmm. in West Hollywood. Get some turpentine. You'll be on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> or get some turpentine over at Boiler Room. At Boiler Room in New York really- City, baby. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't really like Sheena confronting that. Waitress who also works at Tokamadara or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I don't want to know who this waitress is. I don't yeah. really care. I'd rather focus on the other newcomers. Yeah, I don't have time for that. Yeah. The weird version of "Sorry, Not Sorry" that they were playing to like close out a scene or open a scene. Mm. Well, is it's. I didn't really notice that. Oh, it was like someone singing like "Sorry, Not Sorry," like, but it wasn't like. Demi Lovato or the actual song by Demi Lovato. So it was like weird. Someone's singing like sorry, sorry, not sorry, but like to a different tune. Well, like Vanderbump Rules has always had this weird ass music. <laughs> Where does it come from? I, that one band that performed on Watch What Happens Live that one time. Mm. Okay. Uh, I mean. Brittany and Jack Slice sort of make up. Yeah. And they have a stupid little door, dog ramp. Up to their sectional, which I found offensive. (laughs) Like, when you got ramps and all this nonsense, it's, like, too much for me. That's why I could never have a cat, because you have to have, like, a litter box. Mm -hmm. If a cat knew how to, like, poop in a toilet... Oh, they they have those, like, tips and tricks. I don't want to teach it. I know. Can you imagine, like, you go to the bathroom and you see the the cat, like, shitting? (laughs) No, but, like, if a cat could, like, do something, like, I don't know, like, poop out a window that, like, disappears or something... (laughs) It just evaporates. (laughs) Then I'd be like, cool, I'll have a cat. Because, like, they're cool and easier than dogs. Okay. Let's go to BH. Beverly Hills. Sure. So... Dorit is doing swimwear again. I want a men's swimwear line from Dorit. I love Dorit. What do you love about Dorit? You just like, from scene to scene, you don't know what to expect. Yeah, you... It's interesting talking to people about housewives and you always like someone for really troll-blooded reasons (laughs) okay like you are a troll and you want which is interesting because i was talking to people last night and two people liked dorit and i was like but they liked her for genuine reasons and then two other people like what i don't know like Like, she's a good mother people are freaks yeah i mean i'm not like taking this too seriously is the thing i'm like thinking of it more of like from a production standpoint. Right, 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 right. She's at least bringing something. She's bringing season. looks. She's bringing confrontation. Mm-hmm. She's bringing drunken antics. Yeah. She's bringing a swimmer line, which like... Bringing a swimwear line. Lizzie from OC outsold. She... God. <laughs> she... What did you think of her like narrative about the swimmer line, about how she had the successful swimwear brand, and then she dropped it because PK wanted her to drop it? Because they were starting their family. Because PK's bringing in the bucks with what? Boy His entrepreneurial <laughs> skills. So Teddy and Dorit are supposed to meet. I liked, like, it's such a boring storyline, but I liked this. I loved it. I, I just loved the way it was produced with, like, time marks and text bubbles. I love a text bubble. I love a text bubble. I don't know who 
started doing that. I mean, it wasn't Housewives first. Like, it was, was very like House of Cards season one. Maybe even like Gossip Girl. Mm. Were they doing that on Gossip Girl? I never watched Gossip Girl. Okay. Uh, I just loved it from start to finish. Do we think production told Teddy arrive at four and Dorit to arrive at four thirty? It seems like it. <laughs> but like, and they're not allowed to say say that in their argument, right? But also, like, even with that model, like Dorit's still technically wrong because she said six minutes, but like, yeah. it was like four fifty four or whatever time it was. But also, Teddy, have you never seen any of these other shows? Like on Atlanta, they show up four hours late. <laughs> I don't think Teddy knew what she was getting into, but I do want to say, didn't it? The bar that they were supposed to meet at, didn't it look very Vanderpump Rules meeting spots? Oh, for sure. Like, it I'm, didn't look like Real Houses of Beverly Hills. I bet they probably even used that spot in Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it, like, it was like a light wood. A light like wood. a dark wood. No, I think it was a light wood. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he has to know it all. Because maybe. I know. It'll. No, you don't. Okay. Uh, um, Renna filling in on live with Kelly and Ryan. I like Rinna when she's alone. I can watch. She's very oh, watchable. Yeah. Um, the hotel. I've stayed in Andaz. Very nice hotel. I've stayed mm-hmm. at the one in West Hollywood very recently. Sure. Um, I like seeing her FaceTime with um, Delilah. I love someone tonight or whatever the Wipe, kid's name wiping is. Wiping down the hotel like room. seeing her wipe down stuff. Um, I like <laughs> Harry Hamlin. <laughs> um, and yeah, I like her on live. She should replace Kelly Ripa. If Kelly wants to go. She's never going to go. Yeah. She won't go down with that shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kyle and Erica, I think we're at some meal, and they were talking about Renna's girls and like what's going on with them. And I feel like there's a small little twinge of, I don't know if it's like annoyance or jealousy about the girls. From... Kyle, Kyle or Erica. From well, Kyle. yeah, because Kyle's raising a pack of sir waitresses. <laughs> yeah, like she can't get one of them like <laughs> off the ground. Yeah, that one had to go work for the agency. Like, what are they doing? I don't know. I mean, she's throwing that American woman hat on Portia. Maybe she's hoping she gets like a producer credit or something. Did you see? So after after Kyle was crying about Kim and um, Kathy not supporting American Woman or whatever, mm-hmm. she tweeted something like. My sister, Kim Richards, has always been supportive oh my of God. American woman. Like, to be in that family must be a tumultuous place. And Kyle feeds into it. Kyle has so many stories to tell from her life. That's why she needs <laughs> three or four different shows. She needs Alicia Silverstone. Oh, God. Okay. Um, it's airing on the Paramount Network, which is also... I watched the uh, trailer for Heathers today. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Looks good. Yeah. Yeah, the scripted new, like... Uh, former guest of the show, Carrie O'Donnell, is a writer on that show. Uh, let's... Okay, Erica and Mikey. Yeah. And Erica... I think she brought this up with Kyle, though, when she, like, realizes that one day she's gonna be alone. Was, like... <laughs> like, hit me w- with, like, a ton of bricks. Like, how is this the first time she's thought of this? I know. Well, you know what? That's what's really funny. Because, like... Back in the day when I was, like, looking for someone to date, I kept, like, the parameters age-wise pretty close. Because, like, I don't want this person to, to, like, (laughs) die of old age well before I'm going to die. 
You, like, really think of everything. (laughs) (laughs) That's, like, scary. Why? I don't know. I just think it's, like, a realistic consideration (laughs) to have. Like, let's grow old together. Well. Hopefully. You'll grow old and he'll still be young and sprightly. Oh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyways. Uh... Should we talk about the final dinner? Like, I don't even know what Lisa Vanderbilt did this episode. Like, she was around. Like, Dorit showed up at her house wearing those boots. Oh, yeah. Those, like, teal boots that... Or, no, were they purple? Purple. She's got enough going on in her other show. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. Like, if she's not doing anything, just, like, let her be. Let her still be around. I think people appreciate her tagline. Yeah, sure. The Queen of Diamonds is nice, but I'm the Queen of Diamonds, or whatever it is. (laughs) I do love Dorit saying, unfair recollection of the truth. Instead of saying, Teddy's lying. Yeah. Who do you believe? Dorit. No, like I, I like I believe Teddy because for someone who's punctual, punctual, like we'll know like when's the starting time, mm-hmm. when's the ending time. Da, da, da. People, though, I I get that, and like I'm on Team Teddy, but like people whose like brand it is to be like punctual, mm. it's like you're that boring that that's like something that you mention as part of your brand. Oprah and RuPaul actually talked about that, how Ru used to be addicted to being late, and now he loves being 15 minutes early. Okay. Just as, uh, to tie this all together. I just like, like, I like being around there on the right t- at the right time, but like... Yeah. Yeah. What's offensive to you? Just like, oh, as someone who's always on time. <laughs> no, 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 but like... W- what amount of time would offend you if you're somewhere? Um, by the time like 30, 40 minutes hits, it's like they're not showing up. That's fine. But I wouldn't like get pissed. I would need some communication by the 20 minute mark. Otherwise, I'm out of there. Yeah. I mean, like, most people text normally. Yeah. Like, when I arrive here early, I text you usually, except for that one time I didn't text Mm -hmm. you, and I was just, like, surprise bitch. But I just wanted to be a surprise bitch. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I don't... I agree with Teddy, but I also don't like that it's part of her brand to be on time. Okay. This final meal of this episode, I don't even remember what they were talking about. Rinna hops off of a plane from live with... (laughs) Ryan. Well, they were talking about Camille's trying to have a feud with um, Dorit, which I don't think is going to work. Sorry, Camille. You could see her trying so hard. Yeah. Um, but what was sort of jarring was that we showed up at that meal and it was fully light outside. <laughs> like 100% light outside. Okay. And Rinna, when she arrived, it was like pitch black. So they lived a life <laughs> at that restaurant. <laughs> Rita doesn't even catch her breath. Like her butt hadn't even like warmed the chair yet uh-huh. before she said that Ken has a lawsuit for assault. And Kyle Richards didn't seem to know what assault me- <laughs> meant right away. She's like, wait, that's like you hurting someone. <laughs> um, Also like so weird to, for this to be like, happening right now i'm fine with it 
It reminded me a lot of, um, the way Rona came in reminded me a lot of, this might be too niche of a thing. Uh, um, but remember the first season that Aviva Carroll and Heather were on Housewives? Mm-hmm. And the big drama at the beginning of the season was between Like Lou, the new girls versus the old? No, it was oh. Lou and Ramona. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lou said, like, Ramona was saying shit about Lou's children, oh, which yeah, is yeah, funny. Yeah. And the new girls were all having, like, a lunch together outside and Lou came in in the very similar way that Lisa came in in the moment her butt hit oh, yes, yes. she just unloaded all the drama and I think she got up and like was leaving as like Heather was arriving <laughs> <laughs> but like these women are professionals they know they need to get back. in yeah. get out get your scene in um okay New Jersey reunion yeah New Jersey always has a good reunion and this is no different. It was, yeah, it was great. It being two parts, <clears throat> I think, is probably helping it as well. Because we're not getting too into the weeds of the horrible parts of this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first of all, the audio in this episode was wacky. Yeah. Like, Margaret sounded like she was reporting live from a fishbowl. Other people's audio were going in and out it was just very weird it was just weird because like it was filmed on a fucking soundstage in manhattan yeah it's like not like it was filmed at like a on the on location place which i actually like to think let's talk about locations for housewives reunions it feels like for new york they always try to make it in like some place where they can be like the historic so-and-so or like the yada yada the museum of finance but like Everywhere else they've stopped caring? Yeah. Like, present day, yeah. It's so weird. I mean, New Jersey did the Borgata. The Borgata. So. I love the Borgata. Yeah. Uh, we get a split screen, a few split screens of Siggy and Margaret screaming at each other. Every time I went to a split screen, it reminded me of Elizabeth Hasselbeck I, and Rosie. Same thing. Same thing went to mind. <laughs> uh... Um, let's just talk about the reunion first that happens. The Ramona. Well, first of all, Melissa starts vibrating. Yeah. (laughs) She's obviously getting a call that Andy can hear. And it's Ramona Singer. And it was just like a nice little, like nice little breath of fresh air for that sort of cross housewives thing to happen during a reunion. How about this? Dolores saying Ramona is obsessed with Melissa. And Melissa being like, yeah, she really loves me. I What? I think I have the explanation. They were on, they filmed for that celebrity lip sync show together, remember? Oh, we yeah. reported on it. So Is that even aired? No, but like it must have like filmed before, it definitely filmed before that oh, yeah, reunion, for, for sure, but for like sure. maybe Ramona like Bonded Fell with Melissa. <laughs> like, probably, right? But, I, like, that means Melissa is like, Melissa's probably talked shit about Ramona to at least Dolores, and she's not even closest with Dolores, yeah. which is funny. I do have to say, also, while we're on the topic of Melissa, since we probably won't bring her up again, is that she, like, does come across as, like, the most well spoken and level headed person, and usually the person who's right. On these reunions. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But it is weird to see her in the spot next to Andy, which is normally reserved for like the person who this season was focused around. But this season was just like did not play by any rules. Well, and traditionally in the past couple of years, they've been facing people off. Yeah. The people, the two people closest to Andy are people who have been feuding. Yeah, exactly. So like you would think like if it wasn't Jersey and there wasn't like seniority, then you would think it would probably be Margaret and Siggy. Yeah. In the first two spots. But like Teresa will never lose that spot. Like she needs to lose it, man. Yeah. I mean, her weird, she said some weird stuff about Andy. Yeah. She wanted to make out with him. Like what was she trying to pull? I don't know. I don't get it. Okay. When Danielle walks out. Dolores. <laughs> Danielle looks stunning. She does. And Dolores says, we don't get it. What did she say? Like, I, what was her quote? Uh, this is what she says this. I wrote it down. I have to say, you know how I feel. I have to say, you know how I feel about you. You look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and did you notice this little Easter egg that... Danielle and Teresa were wearing the same colors that they wore in the season one reunion. Yes. One or both of them posted about that on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I thought the most interesting part about Danielle being there, in my mind, was them talking about season one. Oh, and doing yeah. doing the retrospective. Oh, for sure. And talking about Melissa's messages to Danielle. The, oh, my God. We've been waiting mm. for this for years. And they sort of just, like swept it under the rug and like when they were sort of getting to like what would have been maybe a conflict between Danielle and Teresa they sort of were just like but but we're good now yeah but Dolores had more to say I feel but when Melissa was talking about the messages and stuff when Melissa said I I might be one of the only people who feel this way but in season one I don't think Danielle did anything wrong. I could not figure out why all these women wanted to like just destroy her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. Well, that's sort of what the world felt. I don't, I don't think the world, the world felt, felt that. I think the world felt that for the most, maybe not because Danielle was like, kind of like, like until, until Camille came around, I feel like she was like, not hated, hated, but like disliked. I liked her. For the most part, but I think like something might have changed when we heard like the Caroline Manzo, my family's as thick as thieves. Because like Caroline Manzo wasn't even talking about shit in that. She was like just being over dramatic. Yeah. Yet like the world latched on to like that and was like, We get you, Caroline Manzo. They just liked the family aspect. The yeah. family. Let's get Caroline Manzo back in this. Which speaking of. Mm-hmm. She spoke to Us Weekly. Weekly. And she said... And she says this, and I quote, in terms of her coming back, it's not a no, and it's certainly not a yes. It's a who knows. She goes on to say, for me, it would be a major, major decision that I would have to really think very long and very hard on. It's not something that I would embrace wholeheartedly and say, let's do this. It's something I would have to consider very heavily and for a long time. On my end, it would have to be a very well-thought-out decision because it has so many layers to it at this point in my life. So many layers to it. I had so much fun doing Manzoed. It was just an awesome, awesome opportunity. It's time. It's time. Especially with Siggy gone. Dolores needs an ally. Perfect ally for Dolores. Mm -hmm. They could be anti-Teresa together. 
Yeah. It's time. And throw Jacqueline in and see where she lands. Totally. Uh, oh, the other thing that like made me feel alive was when they were saying how Jillian said to just tell Teresa good luck today. Yeah, but that I felt like Daniel was lying about that. Oh. That was like, eh. But then the other thing was when Danielle brought up Joe saying the gay slur and like Teresa was about to lose it. She's like, don't. That was where they decided, like, I forgot so exactly like, what the it. moment was. Yeah, they just decided to cut it and like say that was a-okay. Yeah. And then Andy asked Teresa, has Joe changed? And she's like, uh, yeah, well, you know. He watches the show now. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> Big changes for Joe. <laughs> uh, I mean, I thought Margaret did a good job for her first reunion. And the Real, Houses of, Real Housewives of Bellevue thing was funny. She had a lot of rehearsed lines. Yeah. Well, like, also you could tell she said that and, like, no one really noticed it. So she just kept saying it later. <laughs> and, like, she was, like, including herself in that or something weird. I don't know. Also, Kim D. Teresa had some prepared Kim D lines, too. Yeah. Is this Real Housewives or is this Tales from the Crypt? Oh, my God. As if Teresa knows what that is. Yeah. Uh, so that's where we're going to pick up. Yeah, it was great. Week. It was good. Beautiful. Great. Okay. Uh, so th- you wanted to take a look at Jill versus Bethany since this may be all turning around right now as we speak. Right. Just like a brief look back at okay. where we've been and where we can go. Um, in what is like probably one of the most cherished friendships, if not the cher- most cherished friendship mm-hmm. in Housewives history, they loved so hard and they fell so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as we know now, it all started back in the Hamptons, mm-hmm. in probably 2007. 2006, probably, when they were starting to cast this. Uh, okay, maybe. Bethany was just a lonely girl. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Also, to preface this, Dan um, just finished watching seasons one, two, and like most of three. No! What, then what did you watch? No, I didn't go back to one and two. I oh. started with three. Oh, I had the impression that you went back to oh one God, and two. Oh my God, like in this, this time period of two days? No. I, they're short seasons. Um, no, because three is like where the fight begins. Yeah. Well, it begins, well, it begins between two and three. Well, actually, in, and at the end of two, they have the fight over like the, the uh, promotional materials at like the party. Mm-hmm. And like the step and repeat and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it starts off with three and I think Jill was mostly upset with Bethany's lack of chiming in with support and help with Bobby. No, I think it was a myriad of things and I think she blamed it only on that to... I think she does. She actually ended up not mentioning that as much. I feel like that could have hurt her the most. And then she used all the other things as like weapons. Maybe. So what happened between two and three is there was a few things. It was like everything was coming up Bethany. Well, her career took off. 
Yeah, and before that, seasons one and two, like all the promo tours and all that was all Jill and Bethany together. I think they even they appeared on like Chelsea Handler together. They like would always be Jill and Bethany. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, between two and three, Bethany's career started taking off. The skinny girl margarita started like slowly becoming a thing. Well, it's funny that like I, f- I forgot that three starts off with like the bottle. Is as we know it now. Yeah. Whereas, like, at the end of two, it was this, like, mishmash of, like, Alex McCord's, like, logo. caricature face. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know what happened. But like, how did it happen so fast is how I, I can't figure it out. Bethany is a hustler. Yeah. You can't hustle the hustler. Um, one thing that I like to bring up as uh, one of the things that led to the Bethany and Jill fight, it's not obviously the biggest one, um, as there's other things, but... And this goes back to Jersey also as well. There was a week in time in 2009, in June of 2009, when they, on the 4th Avenue Today show, which is hosted by Hoda Copy and Kathy Lee Gifford, Kathy Lee was going on vacation. So the synergy of the Bravo NBC family decided that they were going to have Real Housewives fill in for Kathy Lee for that week. Mm-hmm. So the ones that they picked were... Tamara Barney at the time, Nene Leakes, mm-hmm. Danielle Staub, mm-hmm. and Bethany Frankel. And an aside about Danielle before we go into the Bethany part. The episode that Danielle hosted of that show was filmed the morning of the airing of the table flip of Real Houses New Jersey. So later that night, the table flip aired, which is so crazy to think about because that was like the turning point of our lives. Of like Housewives history as we know it. It was like going from like the um, uh, archaic, like the Stone Age of the Housewives, bringing us into not quite modern day, but like mm-hmm. medieval times. <laughs> um, but going to Bethany, apparently, as the lore goes, um, Jill was not happy that it was only Bethany from New York who was offered that and wanted them to be a package deal as they have in the past. Which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then, as scholars know, Bethany then formed a friendship with Hoda Kotb that lasted a few years. It seems to have died down. But in true Bethany fashion? Mm. Like, She'll probably screw that up too. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw that episode this morning. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Also, what happened that summer is that's when Bethany must have start, inked the deal for Bethany Ever After. Because Bethany Ever After started right after season three. Like, I don't even think there was a break. Yeah, but like, at Labor Day, like, they weren't even engaged yet. I think it was maybe just Bethany getting a spinoff for herself. Oh, okay. Like, okay. maybe without Jason Hoppy, but then they had an angle. Mm-hmm. But it, I think it definitely all happened that, that summer before. Because the whole crux of, like, what Bethany said is that Bethany said that Jill, by the time they started filming, was telling people not to film with Bethany to punish her for getting mm-hmm. a spinoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's where we were in season three, really. If you haven't watched season three of Real Houses of New York... For some reason, um, I'm confused. That's why you're listening to this. But 
Should we go through like the the tent poles of season three to really discuss the downfall of the relationship? Okay, so it starts off with the Labor Day parties, the dueling parties, mm-hmm. and like while they're in the Hamptons for Labor Day, Bethany's with Jason, mm-hmm. discussing like, oh, like who have you met, who have you not met, da da da, from the show, and Bethany's like, oh, you got to meet Bobby, he's a really nice guy, but then she's like, oh, and then. But there's Jill. And, like, at this point, I don't even know if she knew, like, the severity of... They had just, like, had some disagreements, probably. No, but, like, but Bethany had already left the voicemail. Yeah. That you need to get a hobby voicemail. Right. Which, like, if you got a voicemail like that, like, if I sent you a vo- if Okay. Say, like, you were pestering me for some reason, mm-hmm. and I, like, left you a voicemail that said, you need to get a hobby. Would you take it the way Jill did? Uh, I mean, she just took that as, like, in her arsenal of things to use against Bethany. Yeah, but it became, like, such a big, iconic thing. Well, I mean, the controversial part on Bethany's argument is that, like, Jill saved this voicemail and then was, like, using it around town. Mm -hmm. But, like, if I had had the disagreement that they had, like, of course I wouldn't delete it. Like, I would have that as my evidence. Right. Well, you're a lawyer. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like you don't delete, delete voicemails. Like, when my box is full, I'll, like, delete the oldest stuff. But, like, if there was something, if there was something juicy like that, I'm not deleting it. Yeah, totally. Um, this entire season, Bethany isn't, like, on, like, you can sort of tell she's on her way out in a way. Like, mm. she's not as in it as she was. She seems to be going through a lot of the motions just to go through the motions. Do you disagree? Yeah. Okay. Because she had so many, like, so many different plot points going on. She had, like, the budding relationship with Alex. She had the the stuff with her dad. I mean, also the fact that she, like, got engaged and got pregnant. Well, yeah, but, like, the get engaged and get pregnant cards are, like, get me out of here. Yeah. And I feel like the Alex of it all was a stepping stone. No, but, okay, the get me out of here, but, like, she filmed, like, the pregnant, like, she filmed herself on the toilet, like, taking the pregnancy test and everything. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying, like, Like, she she wanted to be a part of the... Yeah, but like... you mean like get me out of here to my own show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying get me off TV. I'm saying get me... I'm going to use these in a way to get me to my own show. Like, husband, baby, Mm -hmm. Alex McCord, I'm going to need you at least for a little bit in the new show. Yeah. Um, Like, we need some continuity over so that, like, I look like a genuine person Mm -hmm. with genuine Mm -hmm. friendships. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of that. Um, One thing I wanted to bring up that was my aha moment. Okay. I realized why I haven't always been that warm to Luann. Um, like years, like nowadays, like Luann's iconic. She's great. She's amazing. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) But like as somebody who was rooting for Jill and Bethany to reunite as friends, Luann and I think there's a pivotal moment. Oh, yeah. I used to watch that moment today. <laughs> in Ramona Singer's apartment when Ramona is trying to get Jill and Bethany to make up. And this is all 
it all depends on Bethany having to be vulnerable in a moment. Mm -hmm. And she actually wanted to do it at that moment, make up with Jill. Yeah. She was ready for once. And Jill was almost ready. Like she could have been convinced in that moment. Yeah. But it was Luann who said, come on, Jill, I have a car outside and ushered Jill out of that. And they were never able to make up. And after that, Bethany washed her hands of it, yeah. and they were never the same. So, the one thing to note, though, is Jill hated that scene so much. Well, because she was ambushed. Yes. Yes. Because as they're even sitting down, she's like, oh, like, I don't even know all, like everything I want to say. I had it written down when, when she says that. It's like, oh my god, like, you really are, like, keeping score of everything. Oh my god, she's like you. No, but I'm not like keeping score. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like, but don't you feel in your heart of hearts that like, if Lou wasn't there, like, we this could be like a sliding doors, like different version of events. Yeah, yeah. Like, but something else that you may have forgotten is like, it's weird that like they seem to like take turns like wanting to fix it or not. Fix oh, I it. haven't forgotten that. That's like the whole season. No, no but like. The one, the part that Bethany claims that she then wants to go make up with uh, Jill is is at Jason's birthday party. She said, "Oh, this would have been a thing I wanted Jill to be at." Oh yeah, which I thought was really weird. Like yeah. I don't think about Jason's birthday party as like a pivotal moment. Hmm. Agreed. But then we have the iconic Jill trying to make up with Bethany moment, mm-hmm. which was. Part three of Scary Island. Or is it part four? No. Three. Part three of Scary Island, when she surprises yeah. everyone at the house. Mm-hmm. And Well, this is that's like after after the ambush when she's like getting pizza with Bobby and Bobby's like, Oh, you know, you can't uh like Beth Bethany's letter was nice. Friends you should cherish. It's not that easy to throw people out of your life like this. Don't mm-hmm. let it upset you. So, like, that's when, like, Bethany had given up, but now Jill wanted it. Wants in. <laughs> and, like, this is, like, where, where I'm saying Bethany's on her way out, this is, like, Bethany's, like, almost as her foot out the door at this point. This is the end of the vacation. Yeah, I think post-vacation was, like, a different story for Bethany. And then Jill tries one more time um, at, was it Le Cirque, where they go, uh, and she yeah. brings her... Potato latkes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made these for you. Potato latkes. It was... I always think about that. Um, so I think it was like a series of sliding doors, really. Yeah. Um, they never s- synced up at the right time. And I guess like part of me should be as angry with Ramona as I was with Lou. Um, but well, Ramona no- tried to orchestrate it. I know, but Ramona also kicked Jill out of Scary Island. Oh. Yeah. But that was for a myriad of reasons. But still, had Jill, like, put Jill and Bobby in, like, a room in the corner and maybe, maybe. I don't, I mean, there were there were different ass points in time where it could have worked out. I think at Scary Island, it was, like, all of them freaked out when Jill arrived. Yeah. And also, they were just coming off the heels of the Kelly thing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they were all, like, burnt at that point. And then... The reunion. Like, 
the the reunion people kind of dislike the most. Oh, I like that reunion. No, I like it, but people like like that's why they shook things up in terms of like. No, I'm thinking of season four reunion. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, this reunion was oh, really yeah, this good. good. Like, yeah, and yeah. Sonia came in the middle, and it was like a few days after Bethany had her baby. Yeah, yeah. Which think that's very interesting. Just one little side note: they filmed all of Bethany ever after between oh, yeah. the ending of season three filming and the reunion. Yeah. Bethany had her baby, and that was Jill's last. Well, not her last stand, but her last stand when they were still on the same show together. Mm-hmm. Um. Bethany had her walls up. Yeah. She built the wall. Yeah. That being said, there have been many questions about whether, will they or won't they throughout the years. Um, It's always been Jill suggesting that they might. Um, And so to see Bethany put her guard down this past week. I think Bethany needs to have her over in the Hamptons. I agree. Healing. I think that's the answer. Well, we would like to hear from you guys if we miss any critical points in this back and forth between Jill and Bethany. Yeah. So tweet at us. We may have missed something. Go to the Facebook group. We've been, the Facebook group has been very active following all the events of this week. Did Jill reach out when Cookie DeBooBoo died? I don't think so. (laughs) I think that that went unmemorialized by Jim, not by Jill. Um, so that's that. I'm glad that we could walk through Bethany and Jill a little bit. I think I really needed that. Mm. Um, to you like, feel lighter now? And I need to remember why they. it's inevitable for them to mm. eventually get back together. Okay. Let's do our Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. So, Freak of the Week... It's kind of like a funny Freak of the Week. It's a little freakish how in the Riverdale Cinematic Universe, yes, they're welcoming Andy Cohen as, as himself, Cohen. which is very weird because everything that exists in Riverdale is like the bizarro universe of our world. Right. So like, why not call him like Dandy Noen? Yeah. Or something. Host of Brava. But yeah, everything else about him is made up in this. As far as, like, host of Brava, isn't he, or is that made up? No. You guys made that up? I thought it was real. No, like, Alex said, he's, like, (laughs) the host of Brava's Real Homemakers (laughs) television series. I thought that was real. (laughs) No, I don't think so. Uh, But this is clearly, like, a Kelly Ripa-Mark Consuelos connection here. Well, yeah, Mark Consuelos plays, um, what's his name? Hiram Lodge. Veronica's dad. Mm -hmm. So... I'm looking forward to this. Well, everyone's sort of making the joke about how Andy, and this is like just people joking around all allegedly, yada yada, how Andy will try to hit on Archie, Mm. but then like... Go for Kevin. Yeah. Okay. Our one true queen. Mm Mm-hmm. This tweet, this clapback. So Kim Kardashian quote tweeted a tweet by a guy named Mike... Sington, Burn, Lamar Odom on Chloe Kardashian. I knew my marriage was to Chloe was over, quote unquote, when she was on her second or third NBA player. So Kim quotes that tweet and says, or second or third brothel. <clears throat> I mean, 
for Lamar to say anything. Right. Is like, who are you? And for Kim to actually like stand up for the family, beautiful. Chef I love guess. when Kim gets on Twitter. I know. She um like she like does it like that. <laughs> she's got away, so she's our queen. Yeah, so that's it. Thank you for sticking with us for this longer episode. But I hope oh, you enjoyed it. it. I wonder. Uh you know. The old, the olden later. days. <laughs> but that's it. So subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a review while you're there. Um, if you have any thoughts on what we talked about today or any thoughts in general if it, or any scoops, call us at 717-47-FREAK. Keep it to one topic, please. Yes. And where can we find you, Brendan? At not Brendan. Where can we find you, Dan? At IDK IDK. Nice. Watch Troy Simon on SNL this weekend. Love us, love us. Please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. I want to see you come through, queen. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.